Hello, you guys. Happy Monday. Welcome back to the Sisterhood of the Uncomfortable Pants podcast, the best podcast on the internet by your favorite sisters, Fancy and Poppy. Um, <laughs> I was going to say bold statement, but because it's Fancy and Poppy, like, duh. So, okay, I'm, I'm in. I bought in. Thank you. I'll listen. Thank you. Uh, Patricia, how, how are you doing? We are not Santa Claus today, which is a little bit devastating, but I understand it can't be an every episode thing. Well, yeah, and I'm in a sweater and l- long pants again today, so I I learned my yeah. lesson of, like, I would need to wear less under it. Like, it does get pretty pretty toasty in the Santa suit, but it is sitting right next to me. Um, so okay. stay on your toes for when I will and will not be Santa. I also just didn't have cookies for today, which is to mm. not say I didn't do my self-care challenge because I did bake. I made banana bread, Good. but I ate the last piece this morning, so I did not have banana bread for, but I didn't show up with anything. Like this is, who is she? This is not me. Wow. Not normal. Professional of you. I know. I know. Like what? So yeah, no cookies today. No Santa suit. You just get regular old me. That'll do. Did Atticus show up? No. He did not. But you never know. He might come in later. We do have a special guest coming later. So we'll see. We'll see. A special guest is not Atticus. Wow. This is going to be our first time having an actual guest on. Like not Mm -hmm. just baby E fake co-hosting. Yeah. And not the dogs either. Like, it's, a, it's actually a human being. The dogs are not guests. They're co-hosts. Valid. Yeah. Good. Valid. Yeah. Thank you. Anyway, otherwise, how has your week been? Anything exciting, newsworthy, not exciting, mundane? Uh, definitely not mundane. It's been busy. I was out of town for a couple of days for work, came back, um, was honestly just, a, like, a little overwhelmed, um, but then... Chris and I just kind of took the weekend a little more. I don't want to say chill because like we got so much done around our house that we needed, but I almost needed to like organize everything around me so I could feel better. Yeah. I just, it's just been busy with work and everything. So that was, that was really good. We were actually going to go to our new home over the weekend and I just kind of like raised my hand and was like, I, I don't have it in me right now to go do all the things yeah. we need to do. Um, Cause it was not going to be like for funsies. So, yeah, but I'm feeling so much better. Cleaning crew came today. So, like, we picked up our home and then they just, like, came through and, like, really got it where it needed to be. So, I feel like my mind is clear again, you know? That's good. Yeah. Yeah, but then, I mean, I made banana bread over the weekend. Just, just so nice. Anything special about the banana bread? Chocolate chips, nuts? It had chocolate chips. I normally put walnuts in it, but I was out of walnuts. So, just chocolate chips. That's but. honestly the best way. I don't I don't like nuts and banana bread. I Oh, I like walnuts like on the top. Yeah. No. But I make a pretty good banana bread, so I won't lie. I'm also a person where I don't like nuts and cookies. Like people that are like, oh no, chocolate chip cookies have to have nuts. I'm like, what no. is wrong with you? Like no. give me a plain chocolate chip cookie. I mean, I will eat it if it has nuts, but like I really mm-hmm. only like like um a white chocolate macadamia nut cookie. That is a cookie okay. meant with nuts. Exactly. And this is Santa reporting on this, so I will tell you what is meant to have nuts, not chocolate chip cookies. Exactly. Not oatmeal raisin. 
Well, no, that's too much going on. No. The textures in that? Uh-uh. Now I'm like, are there any other cookies to rate, review? Not sugar cookies. Like, no. Okay, if you put a nut in a sugar cookie. Yeah. Now, peanut butter cookies will have, you know, creamed peanuts, but. Okay, but that's different. I'm talking different. about, like, you put, like, nut mm-hmm. chunks in there, and then you got, like, the texture of mm-hmm. the, yeah, like, the crunch. I'm not one of those people that like, like, the kitchen sink cookies that got, like, the pretzel bits and the nuts and the chocolate like that's too much Mm -mm. it's too much Mm -mm. yeah i'm with you i'm with you i i but i do love a white chocolate macadamia nut cookie that that's where the nuts come in okay but see like that's in the name yeah chocolate chip cookie has chocolate chips period point blank (laughs) fight with us on this (laughs) I will sound off in the comments. <laughs> okay. okay. Wow. Anyway, sorry. Total tangent there. But that's, I mean, yep. honestly, sometimes those weekends are just It was so needed. necessary. So necessary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it was President's Day. So E's daycare was closed Monday, but like my work was not closed. And so oh. – um. It went pretty good. My husband's job is obviously flexible as being like a real estate agent, but like we both still had things we needed to do and to Yeah. And he still naps pretty good. But like at one point he was playing with toilet paper and I was like, eh, whatever. Cool. And then I turn around and he's chewing something. I was gonna say until he starts eating it. Yeah. And cool. I was like, until. Okay, cool. Yeah, my kid ate toilet paper. Like, for sure. So and that was um before I even started work. Uh, so that's just kind of a summary of how my Monday went with a kid at home and trying to work, but figured it out, figured it out. That's good. Yeah. This is why I pay daycare. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Balancing act. Dude, Balancing. I saw a reel this week that I was like, oh my gosh, this is so relevant to the conversation that we had the other week of like stay-at-home mom versus mm-hmm. a working mom type thing. And someone said in this reel, if you pay someone to do that job, it is a job. It's considered a job. Yeah. Like point blank. If you are not watching your child, someone else is watching your child. Yeah. So you're either paying someone to do it or you're doing it yourself. So anyone that's coming out like full-time or stay-at-home mm-hmm. parents, mom, dad, whatever. It's a job. It's a job. It's a job. <laughs> it's a job. But even like – so. The daycare was closed, but they actually had, like, an in-service that day. So even when I came back, I was like, oh, did you enjoy your long weekend? And they were like, oh, well, we were at work technically yesterday. And I was like, but you didn't have to wipe any butts. Like, you had a butt-free, poop-free day. That's got to feel a little better, right? I'm sure it's something, but it's still not like you're chilling at your home doing nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not home. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So I see that. I see that. But before I ask about you, I mean, do you notice anything different about me? Oh, I noticed nothing. Our <laughs> <laughs> camera quality, you know. No, so is your hair different? No, I'm actually is... going to get my hair cut tomorrow. But I, I think it was Saturday night. I was just like, I just kind of want to, like, E went down for bed and I was like, I kind of just want to go to Target by myself. Like, I just want to go to Target where I'm not like, okay, let's get everything before you cry. Like, I just 
wanted to go to Target. Yes. And so my husband, Chris, was just like, cool, I really want to play video games. So I was like, E sleeping, E play video games. I'm just going to go walk around Target for game on. And then I came home with milkshakes. It was great. But when I was walking around Target, I was like, huh, I was just scrolling, you know, randomly through Target, the things you find. I got like that eyebrow wax. And now I'm obsessed. My eyebrows are you? so feathery. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, wait. Okay, hold on, wait. Did you shape your eyebrows or like eyebrow gel? The gel. Where the you gel like, where you like. Oh, gel my gosh. But, I was like, Patricia, why are you waxing oh, no, no, your no, no, own no. eyebrows? No, no, that's not Whoa. what I meant. That's not what I meant. I think it's called like shaping wax. That's why I was like, no, no, I did not wax. My, oh, my gosh. I was like, there's so many other at-home options. Like, just get a little razor or something. We have a unibrow growth. No, no, We've already established you've got the unibrow. But. Excuse me. <laughs> no, no, no. The little gel. So I have, like, super feathery. I tried it today. They're super oh. feathery. I'm obsessed. I love it. Can't you tell? Dude, I can't. Not the quality <laughs> in this, like, recording at night grainy situation i noticed nothing different about your brows but i'm sure they look great in person thanks man that was the one thing i did for myself and can't even see it <laughs> i'm sure in person this is different all right well how are you Catherine? what's going on in your life Dude, can we loop back to the fact that i have a unibrow though i'm sorry we have to tell oh, the story yes. now so people aren't confused yes so I was getting my nails done as I do that I desperately need to go in two days I'm going with Cameron and the nail tech looked at me and was like we do your brows next and I was like no, no. and she was like yes we do a really great job and I was like excuse you what are you trying to tell me so I immediately leave and I tell Patricia that this happened and she was like do you got a unibrow going that I don't know about or Getting a little unruly. Meant to tell you. I was a little offended by that. I was like, do they look bad? I've, okay, so I've never like plucked or anything my eyebrows. Mm -hmm. I think we just like have naturally okay eyebrows. Like, I'm sure there's some people who are like, there's a couple of hairs you could tame. But yeah, yeah I don't, I'm too nervous to ever have somebody like take too much hair off or like, I don't. I don't want that. Exactly. That's what, so I use, I just have like little like eyebrow razors. It's like a facial razor mm -hmm. type thing um, because I trim up like the arch underneath. Like I have like a few random stray hairs and I'm like, why are you there? You're not important. Mm -hmm. So like I'll, I'll like just take a little, little razor that, but it's like I do it once a month. Like it's really, it's not that serious where like some people are religious just, eyebrow yes. shapers. Yeah. No, I don't. Mine's my new gel. Just stick it straight up there, man. Eyebrows on fleek out here. On <laughs> fleek. Wow. Anyway, that was my random Target strolling purchase. <laughs> Dude, when you honestly said, like, you notice anything different, I was like, am I supposed to? <laughs> like, I like, noticed nothing. You're like, did <laughs> you get your hair cut? Because <laughs> I can't even see, like, a lot of your hair. So I was like, Maybe she continued to dye it darker because you've been like slowly going a little bit darker, but it's so hard in this lighting. I'm mm -hmm. like, I just, I can't tell. Yeah, no. That's the unknown pregnancy symptom I did not know was coming with my hairdresser being like, your hair color changed. I was like, 
No, it didn't. Mm. Well, your hair apparently changes every seven years or something. So it's kind of not surprising that with all your hormones and like whatever else, your hair is just going to change. <sighs> yeah, thanks. Thanks, bub. <laughs> anyway, now that we've talked about the unibrow, Catherine, <laughs> how are you? You know, I'm good. It's been a while since we recorded. So, like, I went on my trip, mm -hmm. which would seem all great and dandy, but I ended up getting a stomach bug and was dead to the world. Like, I was I didn't in know if you went on your trip. I didn't know if you got sick before you went, and I was like, did you even go? Okay. No. So, funny enough, I, driving there, I got Chick-fil-A. And once I ate that Chick-fil-A, I was like, something's wrong. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I already had the stomach bug and then like eating that food just kind of like set my stomach off. I don't know if it was that food. I don't know what it was, but like I just started to feel weird. So I arrived at the cabin, ended up going grocery shopping, made it back to my room and I, I, I cooked dinner. Mm -hmm. I made salmon, asparagus, rice. I could basically only eat the rice and a little bit of the asparagus. And then just, it was, it was awful. Like I have had food poisoning once before and it felt so similar to that where it's just like, you can't keep anything down. It's coming out of both ends. Mm -hmm. It's just like, keep me in the bathroom. It's just not good. I was out. I was out. And I was like, why am I even here? I would rather be home. But then at the same time, I was like, you know what? At least I have nothing to do here where yeah. it's like, I don't feel like oh, well, I should be cleaning or I should be doing this. It's like, no, just get your butt in bed and nap. Like, I napped two times in one day. Like, mm -hmm. I, was, I was gone. So that happened. So one of my self-care things was like, on this vacation, I'm going to set this new routine. I couldn't walk the dogs. I, I could barely take them outside. I felt so bad. I literally took them outside and I sat down and I just, like, let them explore on their extended leashes with my eyes closed. I'm like, you just, mm -hmm. like, I'm going to fall asleep here. Like, I just can't. So that was fun. Um, I did go to the coffee shop and read for an hour. So that was fun. Nice. I also went out to breakfast this morning and I brought my book and I read as well. It was very nice. Um, and no, I did not set up a routine with the girls. I honestly, I tried once I got back. I was like, we're going to try this. We're going to do a morning. And I have decided that the girls just need to be solo walkers, at least for now. So that's that's where we're at. They are solo walkers. Okay, but how does that – well, one, there is a stomach bug going around. I definitely got hit with something in January. There's multiple people I work with who are getting, like, the same thing, and, like, you've got it. It's just – it's yeah. just definitely a thing. Both ends, all the thing, it knocks you out. Like, Miserable. hits you in a couple of hours, just mm – -hmm. it's so bad. Um, Two – the point of getting the girls into a routine was so that you could find a fitness routine. So have we taken mm -hmm. that last step or it's just still walk in the girls? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So here's the thing. I was on the walk today with the girls and I like really thought about it and I was like, maybe I'm just being too hard on myself because when I take the girls on separate walks, it's like I'm walking for 40 minutes plus usually walk is about 22 minutes says my security cameras so if i am doing 44 minutes of walking and then i also want to work out i'm like i think i'm putting too much pressure on myself to like like i'm already being active and maybe that's my season right now is like i'm just being active and like maybe i'll slowly start to incorporate more things like i still want to find a workout routine i enjoy but it's like 
every day I was like, okay, well, now we should. And I just like, I can't bring myself to do it for some reason. Yeah. I mean, I think like, I like that you set the goal of like falling back in love with the workout routine because yes, walking is being active, but I don't think it's getting your heart rate up enough to like classify if you do my hills. Yeah. But I don't know. There's just a part of me that, um, Thinks you can strive for a little bit more. Do I think it's active and healthy? Yes. But I don't know. I feel like I know you and I know you need a little bit more. Like I think the walking is more for the girls than you. But see, I think it's both. Now that I am back to doing them separate again. Yeah. I feel like it's for me again. Where like when it was both of them and I was trying to train and I was just like, oh my gosh, it was so much. Where... Poppy is great on her own. Like, she knows to listen to me. She knows what to do. So then I can enjoy it far more because it's not like I'm, like, training. Like, we're just out there. We're just, like, try. It's just a great time. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. I think where I'm also kind of struggling right now is this is <laughs> – so I had my credit card get stolen mm-hmm. and then I had to get a new credit card. So my old credit card is the one that was being charged my monthly membership for my gym. Since I got the new credit card, I never changed it with my gym. So my gym membership basically just like went delinquent. Like it just kind of like stopped. So I don't know if I go back to the gym and I set it back up or what. Because like I just didn't go to the gym for so long and I was like I'm wasting money. So like once that happened, I was like, you know what, maybe this is for the best. But I'm also such, like, a workout class person. So, like, I'm just, like, I'm in this, like, weird limbo right now that it's, like, I got to make up my dang mind. Mm-hmm. And I haven't made up my mind. So, today when I had the epiphany of, like, okay, stop being so hard. Like, you're still an active human being. It's not like you're just sitting on your butt every day and you're not doing anything. That, like, gave me some relief. Like, not putting as much pressure on myself. That's the goal here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you are enough. So, yeah, I got to figure it out. I got to figure it out. And then I also, I'm just full of excuses right now because I'm like, well, to do yoga, I like doing yoga at home on my iPad. My iPad's not charged. Freaking plug in your iPad, Catherine. Plug in your iPad. Yeah, that that's some BS right there. I'm with like the, I know, <laughs> like if I have to drive to the gym, get to the gym, like all of that, I'm like, that feels like wasted time I don't have. Like I know, like See? I just want to work out at home now and I want it to be where I don't feel like a home workout is like a half-ass workout either cue peloton so i think you just have to figure out like do you keep spending money to have a gym membership and you have to dedicate going to the gym or not but what happened to even just like sometimes it's nice to have like the accountability of somebody you need to like hit up your old neighbor and be like where when we go into pilates yeah that's the thing because i know they're still going to pilates you're just not I just going. haven't been yeah, that's the difference. And I think it's, like, nice when you're just, like, okay, no, I'm accountable. Like, I told them I was going. We're going to go get dinner after, like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I actually really do need to hit them up because it's been, like, far too long since I've seen them. Yeah. But I think you're – I'm not saying you're not active and that's not a good thing, but I, I think you're making some excuses. I'm full of excuses. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And I can accept it because here's the thing. That iPad has been sitting there underneath my TV. I see it. It's sitting right there. 
for a solid week and I've looked at it like, I need to plug that in. I need to plug that in. It would take me one second. It would take you less time if you would just plug it in than the <laughs> amount of times you've thought about it. Exactly. I'm, I'm full of excuses and at least I can accept it at this point. So that's going to be my self-care is challenge to plug in the iPad. Is this to plug in No, I need to like, I honestly, I need to force myself to at least do like one actual workout. Like mm-hmm. I just like need to do one actual workout because I think I put too much pressure on myself of being like create a routine. And it was like, well, that was a big jump. Like, let's just do like one, one step. Yeah. Like, baby. Like me. Get back into it. That's what baby. I say. Like work out once. I don't mean to brag, but I work out twice since we bought dog, so. You know what, Patricia? Don't rub it in my face. <laughs> I ain't staying, but I'm just staying. <laughs> mm-hmm. Any who's, any who's. Anything else? Any other updates on your end? Uh, I mean, that kind of brings us up to today. Okay. So that's that's it. Glad we're here. I do have both my girlies here, though. They, they are here. They reported to the job. Patricia told me that we could not talk about today's topic unless Fancy showed up. So Fancy was like, I'm, I'm here. here. I'm showed up. I'm on the pillows and I'm sleeping, but I am here. Because Fancy would not let down her favorite auntie. Obviously. She could never. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Well, Poppy is getting so much crap. You're here too, Poppy. Love you. Well, uh, okay, I love Poppy. I do. I love Poppy. You just, you haven't honestly had that much time with Poppy to really, like, get to know her exactly. and enjoy her. Exactly. I did not get as much one-on-one specific bonding time with her. But yeah. I believe Poppy and I are the same, which may be why we don't bond. You never know, because we could be too similar. That's true. Who knows? hmm Yeah. Who knows? Still love her. Still love her. hmm Sure. Don't doubt me. Poppy did get a bath today and when I tell you she was so mad so mad she is here's the thing she'll go to the bathroom in the rain like unlike fancy because I kind of forced her to when she was a puppy I was like you will get used to this Mm -hmm. I can't have you afraid like fancy but whenever she comes back inside if it's raining she will roll on everything she's like get this off me I don't like being wet like get this off of me so giving her a bath today she lost her mind just rolling around everywhere and I was like you're really just ruining what I did (laughs) it's fine thank you well glad she's clean yes clean on the bed um we do need an update um your pajama shorts no longer giving you a wedgie sticking to the sheets we're good game changer okay just had to just had to pulse check make sure (laughs) no changes have been made no more pajama wedgies. Okay. It's great. One percent of my life just improved. <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> okay. Anyways, this has been ridiculous. Patricia, do you want to introduce today's topic because this has come through the Instagram and I feel like you know a little bit more of the request. Sure, 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 sure. So a couple of you wonderful podcast listeners. We gotta come up with a name, like Pantsers or something. I don't know. Anyway, um, a couple of you have messaged us directly or put it in the Q&A on just questions on my personal trying to conceive journey, having a baby, um, what it was like to get there, and then even just questions on like conversations with your spouse before having a kid. So 
yeah, not to make it all about me, but it's a little all about me today. And special guest. Don't forget. So if you're like, ooh, I'm not listening. I'm only here for Catherine. You don't know who the special guest is. So teaser. Have to listen. Ha! Dude, I honestly think a lot of people are just here for you. But please tell me why you were introducing that. Like all that was going through my head was, let's talk about sex. Baby, <laughs> let's talk about you and me. That's all I was thinking of because it's like trying to conceive. Well, we were doing it. So. We were doing it. Well, yeah. Now my my mind is like, okay, how are we going to make a reel of Catherine and I? Like, let's talk about sex. Baby. I'm like, baby. maybe we shouldn't make a reel either. Let's talk about you, you and, and me. <laughs> No, no, we can't Let's do that. Let's talk about all the good times. I'm done. Okay. Anyways, let's start with, we're just going to like kind of, what I'm going to call timeline order. Mm-hmm. So how did you and your hubby ultimately decide that you were ready to try? Were you on birth control before? Like what was that whole entire process kind of like introduction? Yeah. Baby talk. Yeah, well, I mean, before even that, like, we both knew we wanted kids. Like, before even getting married, like, it was discussed. We still do not agree on a number. That's fine. But we both knew, like, an important part of our lives would be having a family. But it's not like, if I can butt in, Mm -hmm. it's not like he only wants one and you're like, no, well, I want four. Yeah. You know, it's not like that dramatic of a we can't agree on a number. It's like – yeah a one child difference there (laughs) it's not yeah and the person who doesn't have to carry and birth them once more so we'll see who wins um (laughs) yeah so then um we had you know kind of discussed like a timeline ish in our heads and like full disclosure we told people it would be longer than the timeline we actually had just because we didn't want the external pressure like after you get married when are Mm -hmm. the babies like anybody who asked that we gave them a longer timeline because we just kind of kind of wanted that little bubble of like figuring it out we didn't know what was going to happen and we didn't want all that pressure so um i was on birth control up until we decided it was time for us to to start trying um i did go to my doctor and say like i because you can just stop taking birth like you can do whatever but i wanted to go to my doctor and just feel supported and like okay this is what i want to do here we're going and this was in like year into the pandemic and i went to one doctor and i actually switched doctors because of it that was like I think this is really selfish. There's a lot of people who can't even get surgery right now because of everything going on. And it was just like, I was so upset by that because, I mean, my husband and I had been together seven to eight years at that point. Like, it's Mm -hmm. not like we hadn't thought this through and spent the time finding the person like we wanted to be with and build a family with and like all of these things. And so... That just, like, really – that kind of, like, rocked me. And I called one of my really good friends who's had babies, and I was like, what do I – like, what do I do? I just – and she was like, here's the thing. You have to trust a doctor or whoever is going to help deliver your baby Mm -hmm. so explicitly. This is not the doctor for you. Having a child is not selfish, and somebody who thinks that is not going to support you. So then I made – 
another doctor appointment. Oh, no, wait. Can we leave that to this appointment? Because I remember you, like, explicitly telling me this. I'm pretty sure one of their points was, like, you're young. You have time or something. Yes. When it was, like, you were 28. Nah. Um, 28. Yes. I was 28. Okay. I was 28. Yeah. And so it's that like, was, like, one. Yes, I'm young. Like, it's not like I'm 35. But, like, it's not for you to decide. But it's not like you're 19. Yeah. <laughs> it was... It was just crazy. So. Yeah. But hold on. Hold on. Hold on. And then I believe, didn't they? Because like you were talking to them about like how you didn't want to go on birth control. You were thinking about conceiving, yeah. whatever else. Didn't she then proceed to like rewrite your birth she control? She prescribed me per- birth control anyway. Yes. Wild. So it was just. Wild. I'm really glad like my friend was just like, this is not the doctor for you. Whether you like decide to continue thinking like it's time to start a family or not. Like just not the doctor. It like. And yeah. I had to, like, remove myself from that because there were so many emotions when, like, that happened because I just yeah. was not expecting the conversation to go that way. Was not. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was that was not fun. So then I, I was still on birth control and I made another appointment. And the doctor actually said, we don't have an appointment available for, like, a couple months. Mm-hmm. And so that was then a hard conversation with my husband of – I don't want to just get pregnant. Because if you get pregnant, the doctor fits you in next day. But if you just want to have a preventative care, anything like that, it's a couple months. Yeah. So, But I was like, I just need to find where I feel supported in this. Luckily, they called a couple weeks later and said, we have a cancellation tomorrow. Would you like to come in? I said, yes. Sat down and was just openly like, I don't really need anything. I just, I wanted to get to know this practice. I want to start having a family with my husband, but you know, like I want to make sure in case anything goes wrong or, you know, I have questions, like I've got a place to go. And yeah. the the doctor was just like, I love it. Let's do it. Let, let's, let's, have, let's make a baby. Let's, let's make go. a baby. <laughs> let's go. Call me if you need anything. <laughs> let's do it. So then I left there and I was like, huh, great, phenomenal. And she kind of talked me through like, okay, you're still taking birth control. Like if you stop now, what does that mean? Like, where are you in your cycle? And she kind of like talked me through that a little bit so I could understand like, Mm -hmm. if you stop right now, it's not going to mean you're going to get pregnant right now because this is where you probably are, like all of that. And I I had no idea about like times I would, like what anything means in Mm -hmm. a cycle before that other than I would bleed. Like, and then I would stop. And then in a couple more weeks, I would like in a month, you bleed again. Like that's all I knew. Mm Mm-hmm. So that was really helpful. And then, yeah, so then I came home to my husband and he was just like, great, love it. Glad you feel supported. Let go. Sum it up. Let go. Let go. Let go. Um, okay, I feel like I'd have a total side tangent. There might just have to be like a whole other podcast episode about like being a female, whatever else. Uh-huh. Um, but did you actually go off birth control a little bit before you started to try conceiving or – what was that? No. Because I feel like there's like this I, – I, I don't know. I'm, I'm no professional. But I feel like there's this misinformation potentially or maybe it's real information where it's like, well, you got to let the hormones flush out of your system. So like you should go off actually no, a few months before. don't believe it. Don't buy it. That's not true. See, I don't know. That's not true. You can get pregnant as soon as you go off, especially if you're ovulating. That's not a thing. Well, that's what – you can actually get pregnant if you like miss a day or two of the pill or something. Or if you take like, it at a wrong time. If the time. timing is right. Yeah, if the timing's yeah. right. So – um, yeah, no. So we went off birth control and then my husband and I were just like, whatever happens, happens. Right. 
The other thing I just want to clarify with your, like, I don't know misinformation of this. Just because somebody gets off birth control and then gets pregnant and loses a child, it's not because of the birth control and they got pregnant too quick. Yeah. That is another thing that was said to us in, like, the first time we got pregnant, we had a miscarriage and it was like, well, maybe there was too many birth control hormones still in you so it didn't work out. Like, no, that's not, the doctor didn't say that, so you shouldn't say that. Oh my god! Just, yeah. The thing, so I follow um, this couple and they recently got pregnant through IVF and like we're sharing this whole entire journey. So like they shared immediately when they got pregnant. The pregnancy only made it to six weeks and they lost. Um the amount of people that they had being like, well, maybe you should have been more careful and maybe you shouldn't have been doing, like they're renovating their house and she was painting walls and they were like, maybe you shouldn't have been doing that. Like maybe you shouldn't be working out all this stuff. And like they met with a fertility specialist and they were like, no, like that literally had zero effect. The other thing is, is it's so mentally hard and no matter what within grief, like you have guilt. And so for other people to continue to put that on you, it Mm -hmm. just... It it blows my mind the amount of people that all of a sudden think they're medical professionals. And it's just like, mm, oh, yeah. no, you're not. <laughs> you're just not. <laughs> you just really don't know anything. You just don't. And you're not helping, you know? Yeah. I mean, they they think that they are, though. Or I don't, I don't honestly, I don't, I can't. It, it ain't me. It's not. Yeah. Anyway. So, okay. So I've got a question. So you basically, <laughs> someone said this once on their Instagram stories and I love it. You pulled the goalie. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Took the goalie out. And um, so you weren't like specifically trying when you were ovulating. It was just like, we're just not being careful. Like whatever happens, happens type thing. Or were not you even... still like in the back of your mind? Oh, well, I know I'm ovulating. No. Well, so I stopped birth control in the middle of a cycle. So my doctor was like, we don't know when you ovulate. We don't know if you've already ovulated. We don't know if you are going to like whatever. Yeah. Still ended up getting my period. And then still just not even not being careful. I'm going to call it just having fun. <laughs> like It was just like <laughs> no goalie, no nothing. Um, and then we got pregnant the next month. So I got had one period after and then we got pregnant. Wait. Hold on, wait, repeat the timeline. So like when you were having fun, that's when you got pregnant? Like that first like because you said you went off, I went off, had a period, had fun. Did you have another period or you got Then I got pregnant. Yep. Wow. Okay. Yep. And then uh, 10 weeks into that pregnancy, we found out the baby had not grown in two weeks and had lost its heartbeat. And so we had a Mm -hmm. miscarriage. From there. um, Hold on. Can I stop you for one second? mm -hmm. So like going through that, because you told people pretty early on like I mean you told me like you had peed on a stick you and Chris found out like you told me immediately granted I'm a different human you're being, not people but yeah you're not people. <laughs> oh, thank you I'm not people um but like telling everyone else looking back did you regret telling everyone so soon or like no because we didn't tell everyone until we heard the heartbeat we told everyone that oh, eight really? weeks after we had our first ultrasound and had heard the heartbeat. Why did I not know that? So, I we were so excited to tell everyone. Yeah. And I'm so glad we did because I, I feel like 
the reactions the second time we were pregnant were just not the initial genuine, oh my gosh, you guys are going to be parents first reaction. So I will never regret that. Wait. Wait, so what do you mean? So you feel like you actually got better reactions the first time compared to the second? Yes. I feel like people so, were happy for us the second time. Like, don't get me wrong. But I feel like the first time people were like, oh, my gosh. Like, like they weren't yeah. seeing it coming because we were like, no, no, no. We're going to take some time. Like, whatever. And there was like, we're, you know what I mean? Like, the second time around, I was like, yeah, we knew y'all were trying to make a kid. Like, yeah, not that people okay. weren't genuinely happy for us. But I just feel like the surprise of it and everything the first time yeah. around was just genuine. And then – we only had two weeks with everybody knowing not everybody because we didn't even tell like a lot of our friends we told like yeah mainly like the people who are like in your wedding party and like your close family right um and it was very hard to deliver the news that it was no longer obviously but we at least had those two weeks of that happiness and then while it was hard to go through everything like I'm glad I told people because at least other people got to celebrate and remember that little piece of life too and it wasn't just like a thing just for me and you know no one else yeah got to know any of it except for the the sadness of it like they got to have those two weeks of happiness because of them too yeah wow that made me sad bro Okay, so then that happened, mm-hmm. and then we start trying to <laughs> conceive again. So, <laughs> well, so I mean, just like I just I'll share it all here, right? Like we got pregnant with that baby actually in February, mm-hmm. two years ago. Um, and I I flat out told my husband I don't think I ever want I want to purposely not get pregnant in February again, just because I think the anxiety and the fear that a miscarriage gives you if I would ever have a very similar due date I it would just it's like a jinx type thing and I just think the fear would feel almost crippling you know yeah like so okay so we'll get to that because I'm curious like after you obviously got pregnant again Mm -hmm. so conceived in February it was technically April Mm -hmm. is that right Mm -hmm. Um, end of April Obviously, that whole entire process incredibly hard. What was the what was the decision to like try again, or even conversation that you and Chris had to try again? Obviously, your doctor was involved, and they were like, "Hey, it's safe to try whatever," mm-hmm. um, because I don't want anyone being like, "You tried too soon." Mm-hmm. But like, what was that conversation like? Or even decision. Uh, Yeah, we obviously consulted a doctor of just, like, what what is best for my body to heal and, like, what makes most sense. And then for my husband and I, like, we were so – we were genuinely excited to be parents and we had talked about this and felt like it was the time, like – and we didn't want to wait. Not to say we weren't still grieving, but I don't think either of us wanted to just live in that sadness. And we knew what happened happened. We couldn't change anything, and all we could do is move forward. And what we wanted forward was a family. 
So um, once it was safe again to start trying, we went back to having fun. Now I will say I was just more aware of when I was ovulating then. Um, yeah. And the, like, when I'd gotten my period the first time when we were in a period of trying, that was hard. Because I I just wanted to be pregnant again. Um, wasn't easy. But then, it's kind of maybe like a fake it till you make it mindset I saw a reel on Instagram that I want to have the right phrasing for it, but I'm pro- I'm going to butcher it. But it was like the person had was going through like trying to conceive and it wasn't, you know, happening the first month or whatever. And so they bought a gift for themselves, like a an outfit or a something that was like, ah, this is, this is for when I find out I'm pregnant because I, I know I'm going to get pregnant, right? It was almost like – it was like manifesting it, right? Mm-hmm. So I knew based on the time of my period that if we were going to get pregnant in the next month, not only did I know around the time I'd be ovulating, but that I would be able to pee on a stick and find out on my husband and my birthday. Like our birthdays are one day apart. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm out birthday shopping for a gift for him. I'm going to buy little baby Crocs because I'm going to be pregnant and I'm going to be able to tell him on his birthday. Okay. I secretly peed on a stick the morning of his birthday. And I looked at that stick from every angle, lens, zoom. <laughs> Took a photo, applied different filters, was like, is no, there is there any way there is a second line on this? And there wasn't. Okay, wait, okay. So can I ask why did you choose that pregnancy test compared to like one of those just like read that says pregnant, not pregnant? Like I think those are less accurate. I don't know. Somebody once oh, told me they? those are less accurate. Oh. I don't know. I don't know. I just like the ones with oh. the two lines, one line. I don't know. I feel like the pressure. Like, I would be in my head of, like, oh, I see online or, oh, I don't. And I would, like, start losing my mind and questioning where it's, like, if it reads, I would be, like. Well, the first time okay, we got pregnant, it. the line was so dark. Like, I wasn't even, like, oh, okay. questioning it, right? So then the got second it. time, I was, like, maybe there's a line. I was in my first, like. Maybe. Right? <laughs> so then I, honestly, the first time my husband will hear that I peed on a stick that morning is probably when he listens to this podcast. So then I proceeded to have a breakdown later that day and just told my husband, like, I just know I'm going to get my period this week. Like, we're not pregnant. I didn't tell him, like, I took a test and I knew we weren't going to – we weren't pregnant. Proceeded to be emotional, gave him every gift but that gift. Like, whatever. Um, Next day comes – So, go ahead. Hold, please. Hold, please. Uh Hold, please. Was this actually before your missed period, I'm guessing, that you tested? You're. This was the day before the start of my period. Got it. Okay. So the next day is my birthday. It's supposed to be the start of my period. Full day comes. I don't get my period. I'm like, it's probably stress because all I've been doing is stressing about this. 
Next day comes, and I normally, like, wake up with my period. This this whole episode is way too much TMI about my period, so whatever. But anyway, I normally wake up with it. I didn't wake up with it. And middle of the day, I'm like, maybe I'll just pee on a stick again. And I was like, don't do this. You already know you're not pregnant. Like, when I tell you I went into the trash can to look at the other stick, before I was even, like, like rummaged through, and I had to hide the stick the first stick in the trash can because i didn't want my husband to know i took it okay Uh middle of like a wednesday and you're supposed to pee on the stick early in the morning your pee's most caught like all these things middle of wednesday i'm like just get it out of your head that you maybe think you're like you need to move on yeah pee on a stick i turn it upside down walk away Go do something. Forget the sticks even there. Go back like 20 minutes later. I flip it over and there's two lines. So I was pregnant. (laughs) My husband wasn't home. I was like whirlwind of emotions. I call Catherine. And she was like, yeah. I was like, what are you doing? You're like, I'm filming a YouTube video. video. I was like, okay, cool, cool, cool. I just want to let you know I'm pregnant again. Uh, well so the thing is you had already told me like Catherine this is perfect because I would find out mm-hmm. around our birthdays and then the baby would be due around my yes as in like, Catherine I, that was very confusing yeah. as in Catherine's birthday um so it was all very exciting so like once I had a missed FaceTime call from Patricia and I was like I know exactly what this is but I was like it's either good news or bad news I was like it's one or the other but it's about this topic like mm-hmm. I, I know what's happening here um so yeah yeah so I called you and then my husband came home and I was like, hey, I actually had another birthday gift for you. It just came late, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I wish I would have recorded his reaction because I can still see the smile on his face. And he thought it was like a Batman giblet for his Crocs or something because he saw like the Croc <laughs> box. But it was like a whole box for shoes, like not a little bag for a giblet. Anyway, and he opens it up and he just like looked at me and I was like, we're pregnant. And yeah, I mean, his face, he was just like, no, we're not. And I was like, yes, we are. Um, But yeah, so, and then, so we were pregnant mid-July. We chose not to tell people until around Labor Day. So mm-hmm. my doctor was amazing. And at their suggestion, they did an ultrasound at six weeks to make sure the pregnancy was viable and had a heartbeat. They then did an ultrasound around the same time our miscarriage, our first baby had lost their heartbeat to make sure it continued to grow. And then they did their 13-week ultrasound at the end of the first trimester. So they they checked in at a lot of points to just make sure everything was going as smoothly as possible, which Mm -hmm. I would say helped my nerves, but it's still just like a lot of nerves after losing one. There's just so much because you don't feel the moment their heart stops. You don't you don't feel anything. Yeah. So um yeah, it just there's so many things that you're trying to just be healthy and not stress, but it's it's not easy. So were you for lack of a better word, kind of like terrified when you did get pregnant again or were you just like excited or was it like a mix of both there's the initial excitement and then day-to-day terrified 
Yeah. I think the one thing that helped the first time around, I was like, I'm tired, but I feel great. Like I had no nausea, nothing. The second time around, I was throwing up two to three times a day. So I, I just kept telling myself, you're sick. And that means your body's doing what it's doing. Mm-hmm. And so I think the doctor at multiple points offered me to go on medicine to help with the nausea. And I, I think that's why I declined it because it was like, if I'm sick, at least I can feel my body doing what it's doing. And if I suppress this, I'm going to overthink it. Yeah. And I just, like, I had so much fear of doing anything wrong to to lose, like, go through another miscarriage. And I was like, I'm not, I ain't putting anything foreign in my body. If that wasn't in here before, nope, we ain't doing it. <laughs> that wasn't in here before. Nope, can't do it. So, yeah. Gosh. Okay, so a second time around, obviously, you waited to tell people. Mm-hmm. Was that an easy decision to make? Or, like, what was your thoughts there? Um Compared to, like, your thoughts of the first time, you know? Yeah. I don't think it was an easy decision. It was a decision my husband and I both talked about, like, what really hurt the first time I was around was having to say it over and over again. And our mom was so fantastic because when I called and told her, she said, Mm -hmm. who needs to know? Like, who have you told? And I was like, nobody. Like, I'm just like weirdly having an out of body experience because I, I sat on the floor in our room at the foot of our bed when I called her. So I'm just looking at that spot right now. But the best thing. And now you got a new king bed. <laughs> you got a new bed to lean on. No, but the best thing she did was like, you don't have to make another phone call. And she helped handle a lot of that. Now I still had to tell a couple mm-hmm. of my friends who knew. But the worst part was, was having to say it over and over again. And yeah, if we knew if we went through that, like we wouldn't go through it alone, but we wanted to be able to tell people in time and not tell people like our stepmom was reaching out because she just genuinely wanted to know the colors that we were thinking for a nursery or like, right. Mm-hmm. And it was the day we had gotten the news. And so it was like, I mean, it was probably a good 12 hours before we even called our family because I was in, through my miscarriage, like, I was in the ER overnight. I didn't sleep. Like, we didn't get, we got told the news really late at night, probably, like, 1 a.m., and then because of my blood tape, like, I needed certain medication before I could leave for everything so I wouldn't have Mm -hmm. secondary infertility issues. And, like, we didn't leave the hospital until, like, 4 or 5 in the morning. And so... And you were also traveling. Like, you were in Pennsylvania. Yeah, we were not home. We were not with our doctors. We were with friends. Like, it was just... We had to get home. It was everything. So, it was probably not until 12 hours later that my stepmom found out the news. And then she felt terrible for the text she sent, but she didn't know, right? Yeah, so it was like was she to know? Not... Like, now... Like... If it happened again, we could tell people in time, but it wasn't like I have to tell people so I don't keep getting like triggered almost. Yeah. Um. So the second time around, it was like I'm my husband knew, you knew, and then friends were at our home, and I was throwing up in the bathroom, and they were just like, "Something uh. ain't right." Um, should we be concerned for our own health? Yeah. 
so, but they didn't even know about our first pregnancy. Like, they were not in that inner circle to even oh. find out of our first. So, we ended up telling them, but we were just like, look, we are not, we don't want to talk about this until we bring it up again to you guys because we don't know, we don't feel like we're in a safe place yet. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was a very, very close circle and held close to our chest. Um, so, how many weeks were you when you actually told people? Like, were you officially in second trimester or were you yeah. like, oh, okay. Yeah, or like two days before the second trimester okay. or something. Well, I, at that I point, I'd had like two weeks before. I had had three ultrasounds before I told anyone. Oh wow! Oh well, I guess because yeah, you had like the extra one mm-hmm. added in there of yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. And then smooth sailing up until baby boy. Yeah, and then I mean, I was I had a lot of like morning sickness which is the worst label for it because we'll just call it nausea it wasn't just the morning all day sickness all day sickness and then yeah i would say other than that smooth sailing not too bad pretty easy labor and delivery all of it yeah yeah Yeah. wow okay so like where you stand today you are almost one month or one year, well, you're almost one month postpartum. You were almost one year postpartum. How are you feeling in terms of, I'm not saying you're going to try right now, mm-hmm. but trying again in the future? Like, do you still have that fear, a little bit of anxiety? Or are you like, okay, well, now I've carried a baby to term. Like, mm-hmm. you have more confidence in your body type thing? Does that make sense? Yeah, I think I do have more confidence, but I still think I will have those first trimester nerves and I don't they don't go away like there were so many times where I was like when's the last time I felt the baby kick like there was Mm -hmm. so much of that but I think I'll feel a little better but I don't think you're going through a miscarriage I think you are stripped of just like the pregnancy bliss and joy that other people get to experience I don't think I'll ever fully have that um but I think there's just more going into the conversation of having another kid as we're thinking about that, you know, what makes most sense for us as a family, timing-wise, financially, all of those things. Um, And I mean, even still a year, like, uh, it's not perfect because I'm definitely still like, there's things hormones-wise I'm still going through. We're starting to like wean off of breastfeeding and there's hormones and like, my baby's not a baby anymore. I mean, now we call him E on here. He's not the babe. Like, he's growing up and it's been so cool, but there's still, like, hormones and things. But, I mean, speaking of trying for a second kid, segue into our special guest because these are (gasps) relevant conversations in my home. We've got Chris today, y'all. No ham horn. No (laughs) ham horn. Worthy of a ham horn, in my opinion, but, you know is fine okay when you speak just make sure you're speaking into like the front i have a podcast too thank you okay <laughs> no wait <laughs> that's, that's so weird that's how we're just gonna start <laughs> i have a podcast too thank you okay plug 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 <laughs> okay are you are you guys ready um, i'm ready i just yeah, see ready. chris's mouth it's very batman like oh i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> all right what's up guys hello hello our first guest. Wow, this is crazy. Wow, people now know what Chris sounds like. <laughs> Make sure you are up on the mic. I know you have a podcast, but like, I don't want Catherine's editing life to be too bad. 
Well, thank you guys for That's having fun. me. Happy to be here. Oh my gosh. Well, do you want to introduce yourself? Give us some fun facts. Yeah. Anything about it? Oh, okay. okay. Oh, let's ask the facts. Okay. Name. Oh gosh. Here oh. we go. My name is Chris. Okay. I am Patricia's husband. What's your sign? What? It's the same as Patricia's. So you a dancer? Oh, my pants. Okay, stop. <laughs> Everybody stop. <laughs> okay. What's your love language? Oh, acts of service. Okay. Or quality time, for sure. Okay. What's your favorite thing about Catherine? Oh, dang. Oh, wow. Okay. That's left field. Um, favorite thing about Catherine? Um, that's hard. You're putting me on the spot here. Um, favorite thing about Catherine? I, I love that Catherine is a giver in this sense. So like, I feel like if, if there was ever anything like we needed, I know Catherine would like drop everything she's doing to be there in a second. Mm-hmm. I love that about her. Valid. Okay. Done that. Mm-hmm. She has done that. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite <laughs> thing about Fancy? That I'm her favorite, obviously. That's true. True. Chris is Fancy's favorite uncle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that she wiggles her butt for me. Only for me, though. Not for anyone else. She has a special yeah, wiggle for me. Yeah, she does. Okay. Okay. Fair. 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 Okay, Kevin, do you have any questions? I went rapid fire on Chris. Oh, in terms of this? um, So, obviously, saw the podcast teaser. How was Ant-Man really... Should I go see it in theaters or should I not see it in theaters? Um, <laughs> I would say tune in Friday morning when we drop our pod <laughs> to, to get to get my real thoughts. But um, Are you going to put the name of your pod or are you just going to elusively say Well, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. So I have a podcast, New Block Nerds Podcast, um, where we talk about all things comic books, um, fantasy, all that kind of good stuff. But Catherine, answer your question. Ant-Man. Um, I liked it. Just not as much as I had hoped I was going to like it. Yeah. You know? Um, okay. I feel like that's like... It's been kind of par for the course for uh, Marvel lately. Like, I feel like a lot of the projects that have come out have not been... They just haven't been really hitting me like that recently. That's what... Doctor Strange didn't do it for me. Now that we're getting to this crazy stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Doctor Strange just, like, didn't really do it for me. And that's my fear with this Ant-Man. I'm like, is it... Yeah. I mean the, the the villain is great, but there there are definitely some some writing issues with the story where I was just kind of like mm. that doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but you know. See, whatever. but would I actually pick up on that, or do you just pick up on that because you actually know some stuff? I don't know. I guess you got to watch it to find out. Mm. And then that listen one. to his podcast. And then listen to my podcast. And <laughs> let me know what you thought. Like, like, subscribe, comment. Plug. plug, 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 plug. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, I'm today kidding, we are kidding. here talking about um, making babies and how often you and Patricia did it. Welcome. Dad is listening. Um, <laughs> hey, Greg. How's it going? <laughs> Wait, do you want um, me to answer that? No. Oh, okay. No, I don't want you to okay. answer that. Okay. All right. <laughs> My bad. I didn't know how open on this pod you guys wanted to be. We're pretty open. We'll just leave it at we have a very healthy marriage. Um, yeah, Patricia said you guys were just having fun. That's the way we've been referring to it. Sure, that's so one way to put it. Fun. Yeah. And Catherine said the goalie to was gone. Make a baby. Yeah, no goalie. Yeah, goalie. no goalie. The goalie. Yeah, I mean, yeah, goalie got a red card. It's just we're just out there, just. Uh... <laughs> I don't know what a red card is, but anyway. Um, well, let's do you have that. very specific questions for him? Or... Yeah. Well, so this was actually 
this was one of the questions we got on Instagram was what are some of the conversations that you and your spouse had before starting a family? Oh, I think, <clears throat> I mean, specific ones, I think more so it's just like a, just having like those conversations about like, I don't know. Like, I feel like there was, there was no scenario that like me and Trish hadn't run through before we had, before we decided that we wanted to have a child. Right. It's just like, as far as like, you know, what are your thoughts on, you know, different types of, I don't know, discipline for the kid or, you know, what, you know, how, how would you, how do you feel about screen time? How do you feel about, um, I don't know, all these kinds of things. I feel like this is something where I feel like a lot of people don't, don't talk about beforehand where it's kind of just like, it's kind of like certain things that are supposed to be talked about, like before marriage, I feel like. Um, and like mm -hmm. before you have kids and I feel like a lot of people kind of find out things that they like or don't like about their spouse or partner, like kind of off the hip, like as you go. And I feel like something, something like a kid is, I mean, you, you can't give that back. You know what I mean? That's, that's not a, yeah. That's not something you can just like take back to Target, right? So like, I feel like <laughs> that was a terrible analogy, but like I feel like I feel like it's it's not something that you that you can take lightly, right? Like you gotta yeah. like you gotta iron out all those things that you know so that we're on the same page. So it's not like a we we get to a situation and we're like, all right, well here's how I want to handle this. And now I found out that she wants to handle it a completely different way. And maybe that way is completely unacceptable to me. But now we're we're in the moment and we haven't talked about it. And now we're going to mm -hmm. argue because we haven't covered that. You know what I mean? So I feel like just being, yeah. just being open and transparent about like what maybe some of the things that you wanted to implement from your childhood or some of the things you don't want to implement from your childhood and kind of just, mm -hmm. you know, bouncing that off each other and figuring out, you know, what you know, you guys are together most comfortable with. Mm -hmm. I think too, like a big thing was like, I mean, not everybody spends like the seven or eight years together that we have before they have kids, but I don't think somebody's going to like change all of a sudden because they're a dad. Like if they're not taking care oh, of yeah. your dog or they don't help around the house, like they're not about to instantly do that when you have a kid. And right. like we had both been partners in taking care of our home and everything going on in our lives that, it, like we knew this was the right decision for us um and i, I you stepped up to the plate <laughs> i think you're a great dad well, and you're well, a great you. a great partner that. but that doesn't come as a surprise to me either because yeah like to chris's point like we did the due diligence and we had a lot of the like theoretical conversations that's not to say like when you were like oh i want to do something completely different that's not to say we won't change our minds and like once you're a parent, you have different feelings about things, but at least you know how to have that conversation. Right. Right. And yeah. then, then you're not, you know, you're not, you're not having it kind of like a on surprise, like, yeah, on the fly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. no, I agree. Yeah. Do you guys feel like since you adopted Atticus specifically as a puppy that you guys kind of worked out some of the parenting things like almost through him in a sense, you know, like, like you raised a dog before you raised a human. Do you feel like that actually like helped you? Or I think so. Yeah. In some ways it did. In some ways. Like a dog and a human are not the same thing. But I think obviously someone who won't even help with a dog is just very eye-opening of like they're not going to help with a kid then mm -hmm. either. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
So, but the other thing is too, is like, this is a crazy to me because like people would ask me, when are we going to have a kid? And we both would say like, when we're financially ready, we had so many people say, mm. you'll never be financially ready for a kid. And we just like, don't believe that to our core. Um, so that was one thing that was really important to us was to feel in a place where we wouldn't have financial strain um, to give our children the best life and the resources we wanted to give them. Yeah. That's something that was very different with you guys compared to, I feel like at least what you almost see traditionally is like, you almost didn't want to create a baby registry because you were like, this was our financial decision. Mm -hmm. We will pay for this stuff. It's not your burden to take on. Yeah. yeah. We're also not like big, like we're not big stuff people anyway, yeah. you know? So like, I yeah. don't, you know, and I, I feel like I get a lot of kickback from like my family because they're so eager to like buy him stuff but i'm just like he doesn't mm -hmm. he doesn't need all this shit like i mean he's not even one yet he's not gonna remember any of this stuff you know what i mean like you want to yeah. do something meaningful contribute to his 529 that's something that's that's gonna have some actual value mm -hmm. you know what i mean later on in his yeah. life not he's not gonna remember who bought him the most toys when he was when he was no still crapping himself you know what i mean like that's not that's not that doesn't that doesn't really hold any value yeah and i just want to clarify like our child had a bed before they were born. They did not have to wait as long as we did for the king size bed. <laughs> we might not be spenders. <laughs> like we bought for our child, okay? <laughs> You're like, our kid was just in a drawer, pulled out, just yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. In an in a old shoe box. I don't do. If it fits. Maybe it fit. Might we didn't try. Maybe with the next Okay, one. so I'm gonna hit you with a question I didn't hit Patricia with because it's more important with the both of you. Okay. As a couple that is interracial, what conversations did you guys have in terms of that in general? Um, um I mean a lot. Yeah. Any and any and everything, I feel like. Because I it's you know, it's it's I feel like it's it's very tough for because I mean, our 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 son, people can talk about biracial and stuff like that. But when he goes out into the world, people are gonna look at him as as a black kid, and there's all the mm -hmm. all the stigma that comes with it, right? So like, you know, there are gonna be things that he's going to have to go through in life, unfortunately. That you know, un unfortunately, mom can't relate to in this situation, right? Um, that doesn't mean that she can't be there to talk him through it and stuff like that, but but that it, means I yeah. that means more than anything to me that I should be then there to like lean in and support him. That right. was like I'm not gonna be like pretend I thought that was the best thing before because when we first had these discussions, I I was initially like, well, that's where you'll have to be there to support him, and it was like, no, right, we both have to be there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, right. Just because I can't, I can't say I've been in that exact situation, doesn't mean I can't be the person to have that conversation. Right. Mm -hmm. No, I agree. I agree. And like that's that's not something that I feel like you should feel like you have to run from because you're like, yeah. oh, this isn't no, because you know that that that's your son's identity. Mm -hmm. You know, and of course, I mean, there's going to be things that he's going to relate to me a lot more than he does to you, both being male, a, a male, Crazy. and black. You know what I mean? 
Is it crazy? <laughs> he gets his craziness from your side of the family, so. Uh-uh, no, exactly, bro. Um, but yeah, no, it's just you know, just again, it's just having just having those discussions, right? Like we didn't we didn't make this decision, any decisions that we've made in a vacuum, right? Like we yeah. we, we we always talk them out and like we we think like forward. Um, so like it's not it's not something that we just like. You know, we, we, we knew what we were getting into before we got into a kind of situation. Yeah. I also think the other thing is, too, is, like, we have consciously continued to talk about how we set ourselves up and surround ourselves so that he has really strong black mentors mm-hmm. and that sense of community, too. So he doesn't just see one side of I have to be a certain way to be successful. We want him to see so many different outlets of that, so many different career paths of that. Um and so like that's something where we consciously are doing as we build a sense of community where we live is to make sure he he will have like diverse perspectives of the opportunities right. he has going forward right right because it, it is something that i mean that it is a is it is a phenomenon like in in our community where like a lot of mixed kids have kind of i don't want to say an identity crisis but like a, a lot of them do right because they yeah. You know, they, they feel like they don't fit in over here or they don't fit in over here. You know what I mean? And I, I don't we don't want that for him. You know what I mean? We want him to to be able to to be who he is, wherever he is, no matter who he's around. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And not feeling like he's, mm-hmm. you know, I gotta lean in more this way or lean in more that way. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like pick one of the yeah, other. Yeah, right. Know, like it's not right. So uh, did I answer your question? Yeah. That was kind of long. I think, so, well, but here's the thing, okay? So, let's just say two white people. Mm -hmm. It's a very different conversation compared to the conversation that you guys have to have. Yeah, absolutely. Because I know, like, we've even had different conversations of, like, okay, when would you guys introduce him to this type thing? Mm -hmm. Or, like, just, like, what does that look like because of who you guys just are? (laughs) Yeah, um... And I feel like I don't hear a lot of parents talk about that. Maybe it's just the people that I'm consuming online, but I just don't think it's maybe discussed as often. And like, even at the peak of the Black Lives Matter movement, I saw this thing where people were like holding up their hands and they were like, who has had to like be afraid when police pull them over or like taught their kid like this type of stuff. Like, and that's just such a terrifying conversation that needs to happen in America. Like, it's just... Well, I mean, and, and it's a discussion that, like, I know, you know, I can only speak for myself, but, you know, anyone that I knew growing up, you know, their parents always had to have that talk with them, you know, early, mm-hmm. when you're, like, 13 about, like, look, yeah. you know, if you guys are out with your friends and, you know, please approach you for whatever reason, you know, this is this is how you have to conduct yourself, which is mm-hmm. not something that I feel like... I never had that conversation right. with my parents, Yeah, right? But I think... Part of that comes with an interracial relationship, too. When I tell Chris to drive safe every day, like, it comes from a genuine place of, like, I hope to God you don't get pulled over for a speeding ticket for anything. Just because there are good people in the world, and there are some terrible people in the world, and you just don't know who you're going to get. And it, like, from the bottom of my heart, when I say that to him every day, when he leaves or when I leave, like, I've never felt 
that sort of fear when you leave my home. Like, he was in Catherine. You know, it's yeah. just not the same. And so, gosh, I can't imagine what it's going to be like when our son starts to drive. Yeah, no. <laughs> We've got time. We've got time. But I don't think the conversation ever ends. I think it's a continual conversation. I think I'm continuing to learn. Like, I'm not perfect. I've been in this relationship for years. And I think there's so much I still have to learn from Chris, from his family, from his friends. I'm not perfect. I do think I try to choose my words well and and observe and listen. But I'm not perfect. And I think... I think the most important thing for me is for our son and you, babe, to know I love them for who they are and part of who they are is black. Not not like I don't see color because I do see that and that's part of you yeah. and that's part of who I love. Um Right. Yeah. No, no. To that, to that point, I, I, I love that you said, you know, you don't want to be that person says I don't see color. I don't, I don't, I don't, I hate when people say that because it's like, <laughs> excuse me, because it's like, no, don't, don't, don't try to see through it because you're saying that, that you're, you're ignoring, you know, centuries of, of nonsense. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like, like see me for all of me, for all, for all of who I am and, and appreciate who I am and what I come from and what I've been through. You know what I mean? The, the, yeah. the same way. You know, I look at y'all as, as, as women, as you know, an entrepreneur and yourself, Catherine, and 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 babe. You know what you do with your work, and I respect y'all for that because I understand that y'all are coming from a powerless place. That y'all have come from a powerless place. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit there and ignore it. In fact, I, I give you more credit for it because the shit wasn't given to you. You know what I mean? Not, it wasn't given yeah. to any of us. You know, all of us have come a long fucking way. Mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah. so don't don't ignore it embrace it yeah i'm gonna ask another question to you chris do you feel a different or an amount of pressure being a black dad yeah sometimes mm-hmm. um just because you know there is that stigma of you know black dads not being in their kids lives you know so that's like and I was fortunate enough to have an amazing dad who was there every step of the way. Um, you know, my parents are still married. Um, so like, I, and I feel like some of my friends growing up did not have that example. Some did, some didn't, but um, I feel like the stigma is so much more amplified when it's someone that looks like me that's like not there for their kid. Um, so like for me, it's just, and again, going to my earlier point, like I, I absolutely, no matter what happened, no matter if anything were to happen between us, I have to be there for my son because no, no, there's no better person who can help him navigate this world as a young black man than his father, mm-hmm. you know? And so especially young black kids, especially young black men in this country, they need that, you know? Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I hope that answered your question. Okay, mm-hmm. I feel like okay. Heather and I are... You two are looking at each other so lovingly. I'm like, get a room. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like Heather and I are firing a bunch of questions at you. Any questions you have for me in the idea in the... Yeah. In the, in the 
in the lens of trying to conceive, starting a family, things to ask your spouse when you want to start a family? Well, yeah, that's a good question. Because, I mean, obviously, fertility is not something that's, you know, the same for everyone, right? So, like, before we started trying, like, did you have any any fears or, like, feelings of... Mm-hmm. Oh, what you know? What if I can't do this, and what you know, what that would mean, and and stuff like that. Like, I feel like that's not something. I feel like it's it's an issue that's more prevalent than people give it credit for, and mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people don't talk about it enough. That's I'm gonna button here for a second. Not that this, this literally isn't about me, um, dude. Ever since high school, I've been terrified that I can't get pregnant, and like every little medical problem I've had, like anything, I'm like, I can't get pregnant but i think it's because like i want to be a mom so much Mm -hmm. so like in the back of my mind i'm like i I can't i can't and like until i do i feel like i just like won't know that's just your fear there's tests you can do but Mm -hmm. yeah just one by yeah i mean i didn't go i didn't definitely didn't have like that fear i think i knew in my gut like i was going to be a mom one day like we even talked about the episode like I was like I'm gonna be 30 and single and adopt a kid like it didn't matter to me whether I carried a child or adopted a child like I was going to be a bomb I was gonna make that happen so I don't think I had like that fear but like going into it I just knew it wasn't going to be it's not guaranteed like there and that's normal and people don't talk about it because it hurts and it's sad and it sucks but I just knew it wasn't guaranteed um so I think I tried to stay realistic, not to say, you know, we didn't get excited and, you know, go through loss and all of that. But like, I also just recognize like, we're so blessed. Like we talked about our journey and like both times, like it only took us a couple of tries each time, you know, like a couple months. Yeah. So it's not like we didn't have success. It just, it wasn't perfect and that's okay. And it still hurts. But I think that was the – I don't think I had that, like, fear that, like, you talked about, Catherine. I think I just, like, wanted to mm-hmm. be realistic. But I always knew in my core, like, even if we couldn't have had kids, like, we'd adopt kids. Like, we were always – we were meant to be a mom and dad no matter what. I don't know why this brought up this question for me. Chris, as your Catherine. part in this role is having a fun time and then – dip out um what was it like like from your perspective of like watching patricia especially like incredibly sick first trimester um but like i'm just thinking specifically the pregnancy with e like watching her go through that almost knowing that like you can't do anything or like this isn't your time to play a role yeah like what is that like um i mean it it kind of sucks but it's just like i don't know like i I feel like there are a lot of things about pregnancy that are not uh, glorified in like in in like different types of media. Like if you see if you see like a pregnant character on TV or a movie, there's a lot of things that happens and that like affects your body in pregnancy that people don't tell you about. And it's just I don't know. I, I wouldn't say that it was. I wasn't like. I don't know. To me, it wasn't like a, a like a good or bad thing it was just like this is just the natural occurrence of things that's happening and it's just like you know it's just 
kind of a, kind of amazing to like witness it because it's just like I tell her all the time. It's like, look, if we had to go through that, we would have we would have went extinct a long time ago. Because <laughs> we 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 couldn't do it, dude. We couldn't do it under mm-hmm. under any circumstances. Yeah, well, I think too, like when I was so sick, you were like you took the lion's share of making meals and would mm-hmm. when I'd be like, I need a snack and I need a snack in the next 35 seconds or I'm probably going to puke. You were like, boom, boom, boom. Like, I, I as impossible think, as that is. <laughs> and I don't want the snack meter. to be all of these things, which is the only things we have in our house. So, and I cannot smell raw chicken. Like, I'm just like, you're not, you're not giving me a whole lot of options here, love. I think like you stepped up into that capacity really well. Um, of of me needing that whereas mm-hmm. yeah i was probably not the most wonderful person to be around but i also think like no you were fine there was no illusion when i was throwing up so much that this was going to be so nice to the point where like there was one night you were brushing your teeth while i was throwing up in the same bathroom and i just leaned back and i looked at you and i said i just peed a little because i was throwing up that violently <laughs> That he just uh-huh. turned around, toothbrush still in his mouth, and turned on the shower. Like, here you go. This is your next step. So I just think, like, <laughs> even just being there in those moments, instead of just being like, that's disgusting, I didn't need to know that. Like, I yeah. I kind of find that story so funny now. Like, it just was what it was. <laughs> yeah. It was rough. But, like, I you... laughed when I went to bed. I didn't <laughs> tell you. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> but, like, you being there to just, like, let me tell you all of the terrible things I felt and I was going through, too, was, like, what I needed personally instead of just being like, no, I need you to still romanticize every aspect of our life while you feel like crap. Yeah, yeah. it's, I don't know, it's, uh, it's, pregnancy is weird, man. You, you, your body just, like, does all kinds of crazy shit. Like, honestly, one of the most... The things I felt bad for her, this is going to sound so silly, but one of the things I felt so bad for her was during the during the final trimester when she was like the biggest that she was going to get. And in the middle of the night, I would hear her just trying to like turn over. <laughs> and it and it was it, it would be a whole thing. It would be a whole thing. Like I hear her like she's like it's a whole workout because you got to remember you don't have like any abs at this point like yeah, you don't yeah. have any 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 like core strength you don't realize the abs you need to roll over until yes. you don't have them yes and i would hear her rolling yeah. over and it would take her like a whole like 37 seconds to roll over and i would feel so bad like <laughs> damn i'm over here just like snoring and she's just struggling just to try to get the cool side of the pillow It's rough, man. It's rough out there. Yeah. But you were a champ, babe. Thank you. You're a champ. You're a champ. Any other questions? Anything. So we asked, we asked, I asked Patricia, like, if she was, like, scared to try again or even, like, when you guys conceived and, like, E was in the bill. Were you equally as, like, nervous in a sense? I mean, or what were your thoughts? I mean, yeah, I was, um, but I mean, we knew that we wanted to try again, so you know that is, it's. I mean, of it's course. A, of course it's a risk, but he's worth it. Mm-hmm. Oh, so little cutie. 
He is, cutie. Wow. Okay. Most important question. How did you guys really feel about the gorgeous ultrasound photos you guys got of little alien E? Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, Catherine's talking about if you've ever had a baby and you go to the ultrasound, they do a frontal face photo where you just see the bone structure and they look. If you think they look cute, I'm so happy for you. But you're lying to yourself. But the ultrasound tech is like, oh, my gosh, look at their face. It's so cute. And the way Chris and I side-eyed each other, like, <laughs> what is this lady talking about? Our kid looks like an alien. Oh, my gosh. No one's going to ever love him. Like, whoo, man. I was worried for a second. I was worried. Like, was give worried. me the profile shots all day because that frontal is yeah. not cute. Yeah. Boy, he came a long way, didn't he? Mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah. But he was perfect. He was perfect. Yeah. Oh, wait. Hold on. Wait. I forgot perfect. to ask an extremely important question here. Um, The decision not to find out the gender mm-hmm. of the babe. Mm-hmm. How did you guys come to that decision? Was it joint? Was it, was it easy to stick by? So definitely more of Chris's style to not find out. I'm more of a planner. Like, I probably could have found out. But now I would never. It was so much fun. Yeah, I like it better that way now. I don't think. I think for the second one, if we're lucky enough to have a second one, I wouldn't find out. I wouldn't find out either. It was so much fun, and there was just the. I liked the mystery of it. There were days where it's like, gosh, I just wish I knew. But yeah. I think you got to. I felt like I got to connect and love them, without. This is going to sound like weird, but without like labeling them one way or the other, like it was just like, mm. whoever you are, whatever you are, like, I love you exactly as that. Whatever you are, an alien. Yeah. An alien. Yeah. It, it also cut down like on the amount of stuff, stuff that people were going to get us to because it was either going to, if we, if we found out the gender, people were either going to give us stuff, a bunch a of, of pink, pink shit or yeah. blue stuff. So, yeah. yeah. Um, who first like posed the idea or was it just kind of like you guys had had that conversation when you were dating and you were like, yeah, we definitely didn't talk about it when we were dating, Mm -mm. but as we started to get more serious about a family, I just think we were both, I think we both despise the identity, the idea of a gender reveal, not to say like... (laughs) If people who have gender reveal, if that's what's great and right for you, that's yeah. what's great and right it's just, for you. Not, it's not just my thing. Not our things. So we're well, just like we don't need to know the gender. Yeah, I don't know. Plus, no. I, I think I think we always wanted to go with like a a very like gender neutral, um, like nursery mm-hmm. too upstairs. So mm-hmm. just worked. Yeah, it just it just worked because I because again I feel like if you tell everyone you're having a boy, you tell everyone you're having a girl, none of that stuff up there would be green and gray. And yeah. gray, like it, w- it wouldn't have True. been neutral colors. It would have been very feminine or very masculine, you know. And mm-hmm. we wanted to keep it very neutral. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know. If, I don't remember like a specific initial conversation. No, me either. Yeah. But I'm glad we had it. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of fun because there think... were moments where I'd be like, "I think it's a girl," and then I'd be like, "Nah, it's definitely a boy." I think it's a girl. Nah. Yeah. I flip flop. I kept us on our toes. Yeah. Um. One final, final question. Mm-hmm. Coming up with the name, because you guys had like two names picked because obviously you didn't know either way. Mm-hmm. Um, how was that conversation between the two of you? Easy. Like deciding on a name. It was easy. easy. It was it was fun, honestly. We, it was so fun. But we had been talking baby names since we were dating. Like we would be like, ooh, do you like that name? Like 
not that we were like obsessing over baby names, but we would talk about names for future kids since we were dating. Wow, boring. Sorry. No arguments over no. I hate this name. No arguments. She knew I wasn't going nowhere. <laughs> yeah, no arguments. Okay, well, this might be our longest episode yet. I believe it is. But our first guest, you know, makes sense. Yeah. But since, Chris, you are here, why don't you kick us off? Mm. What are you grateful for? Oh, well, I am grateful that you guys had me on your pod today. I very much appreciate that. I'm super grateful for the weather here in North Carolina today. It was like 80 degrees, and I was like legit hot for the first time this year. So it's nice. Mm. Um, <laughs> excuse me. I'm grateful for the nice walk that we had with um, with Atticus today, because with the little one, it's sometimes it's tough to give him some attention. So that was really nice. Um, I'm grateful that we just got takeout tonight. As much as we do love cooking, some some nights it's just Mm-hmm. You know, we got too much going on sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, okay. just grateful for good talks and good weather and good, good vibes food. and good food. Yes. Good so. Yes, Catherine, you're up. What are you grateful for? Good vibes. Um, grateful that I got my errands run this morning. Grateful for the after hours plumber that was able to come to my house and solve all of my problems grateful we also had 80 degree weather here today so took the girls on two separate walks was outside a lot it was so nice grateful that probably got a bath because she needed it um and yeah grateful for this just nice conversation our first guest and not having any attention on me it was great (laughs) thanks patricia what'd you get for i had a big meeting today at work and it went really great and i'm just felt very energized for that. So I'm very grateful for that. I'm grateful. Um, Chris and I took this last weekend and just realized we needed to take a step back and organize our lives a little bit. So I'm really grateful for that. I'm grateful the cleaners came today and organized mine, cleaned my life for me. Yeah, shout out to them. Yeah, and I'm grateful for that banana bread. I'm so glad I gave myself the challenge mm-hmm. to bake because it was so good. It's so good. good. All right, Chris, you want to lay out a self-care challenge? Is he going to report back next week? I'll report back for him. Um, Like for myself? Mm Mm-hmm. You want to just come back to you? Yeah, come back to me. All right, Catherine, what do you got? Mm, I already know, man. I'm going to work out once. Okay. Not a lot of pressure. Work out once. I got this. Okay. And this is until next Wednesday, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you got a week. week. You got a week. I'm going to read 50 pages of our book. 50 pages making moves catch me next wednesday at 49 <laughs> i'm gonna work out three times three times whoa three times. just showing Catherine up it's not a competition Yay. this it's is not. your own i'm sorry self-care. i'm sorry <laughs> but if it was a competition i win <laughs> it's not a competition because i'm obviously gonna win so okay thank you that's Katie. true never invited back in the same race here <laughs> All right, y'all. Thank you for listening to this very long special episode with our first guest. You know the drill. Find us on Instagram. Honestly, our Instagram content is unmatched this year. So if you truly do not follow us on Instagram, you do not have an Instagram, now is the time to create one. Uncomfortable Pants Podcast. I watched some of our reels multiple times. 
editing them <laughs> and then after they're posted just just run don't walk um like subscribe hearts send us comments send us dms but i won't reply to them tag us in your stories and we'll see y'all next week thanks for listening bye bye <laughs>